This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 25th Sunday of the Church's year, the 24th of September. My friends that I spent my summer holiday with in Italy have been telling me how in these weeks they're busy there with the grape harvest, which happens across the country around this time normally, and how they dragoon in their friends and other paid helpers so that no time is wasted in the gathering of the grapes. I've often been tempted to go and help them myself for a few days, but I prefer rather to enjoy the fruits of their labours next springtime. The parable of the workers in the vineyard, the gospel of this Sunday, is an image of those who enter the church and work in it and for her, and reminded to all of us of the selfless and generous way that we should approach any service of God and the church not looking for how much I'm getting or how much someone else is receiving by comparison, but only thinking of how I can further the mission of the church by my selfless and generous service of Christ and others. Over most of this year, we have been praying at Mass our mission prayer. This was the same prayer that we used 12 years ago when we had our last parish mission. And I've retained it for this year's mission because I don't know a better short prayer or text that summarises what it is we are about. What are we asking in this prayer? We ask the Lord in the first instance for the grace to renew my life. This is the grace to become invigorated and enthusiastic about my Catholic faith. To renew my life means to see myself close up beside Christ, to compare myself with him and to want to be a saint. It's not Always, it's always the case in the history of the church with those who want to effect change that they begin with themselves. That's why the saints have always said, let's renew the church, but yes, let's do it beginning with me. To be active in the church. This means to live my faith when I go out of the doors of the church, to proclaim Christ in my family, in my friendships, in my workplace, so that those who don't know Christ will see that because of him, I live with a different force of motivation, that I don't just live and work for myself, that there's a higher purpose in everything I do. It might also mean getting more involved in church activities, but that's not the first call to activity. The first call is always to be missionary disciples of Jesus Christ, so that we take him out of the walls of the church. To grow in faith, our Catholic faith is the greatest gift from God and from our families that we have. It was given at the moment of our baptism and requires that it be fed and nourished constantly on God's word and his sacraments, never taking it for granted, but like the very air we breathe, informing everything we do, the very way we live. To be firm in hope. You've probably heard me say in the past that hope is the forgotten virtue of our time. If we lack hope, we don't think there's anything to live for. The bottom falls out of life and we enter a state of despair, of emptiness, which we can see has happened in many people's lives. The rise of suicide amongst increasingly large numbers of young people is a symptom of this despair. When Christ is present in our lives, there is always hope, and for us above all, the hope of future glory. To be perfect in charity, we are called to love with every fibre of our being. 
That's the meaning of being perfect in charity. Specifically for the Christian, to be perfect in love is to emulate the charity of Christ who poured out his life for the life of the world. Christian love is that self-sacrificial love that is exemplified in the love of husband and wife, of mother and father. A love that seeks nothing except the good of the other for no other reason than that they are the other. To love unconditionally, even the most unlovable, and in this way to be imitators of Christ Jesus. To be sincere in prayer. What's the nature of my prayer? Do I pray each day? Do I take time to speak to God in an intimate, loving relationship? Is my prayer always from the heart, or is it just the movement of my lips? For as the adage reminds us, when the heart does not pray, the lips work in vain. To overcome temptation. Christ himself was tempted, though he was without sin. We can't live without temptation, with those niggles that the evil one sends us. But temptations are not sins, but they lead us to sin if we don't recognise those niggles when they arrive. To overcome temptation is to be the master rather than the slave of myself, and ultimately to be in control of myself. To seek your mercy in confession. If I can't remember the last time I went to the sacrament of confession, it could be a sign that I'm not taking my interior life, and therefore my faith, seriously enough. God has given us a sacrament which dispenses his mercy on tap. All we have to do is present ourselves and avail ourselves of it. To love the Mass and Holy Communion. You know, I grew up with the mindset that the Mass was everything, and that to miss Sunday Mass deliberately was pretty much one of the worst things you could do. Consequently, I've never missed Mass on Sunday. If, as we say, the Mass is the source and summit of all the expression of Christian life, then we will want to be at this weekly, even daily meeting with the risen and crucified Jesus. To be prepared for death. Well, we are going to die. Maybe I will die today or tomorrow or next week or in 10 years' time. It's a certain fact. And the only thing that I should be preparing for and thinking about on a daily basis, not in a morbid way, but in the way that a birth brings with it, the expectation of a life ahead, in the case of our death, a life of eternity. Which is what to look forward to heaven is. The Christian who has lived a life of fidelity to Christ and their vocation can look forward in certain hope to the glory that awaits us, the goal of the pilgrimage, our homeland forever. All of these basic truths we hope to reflect upon during our parish mission, which begins in two weeks' time. A time of mission in a parish is a time of extraordinary grace. It's like the whole parish going on retreat, except we aren't going away, it's going to happen here. And we're welcoming two of the Norbertine canons from Chelmsford, who are going to guide us through this mission. But it is really the Holy Spirit who is the real one who will be directing us. And there are three aims, three goals, three expectations for a parish mission. Firstly, as the name implies, it means reaching out to those in our locality. We've done this by distributing the flyers, giving the details of the mission. Mission means living out our responsibility to bring the truth of the gospel to those outside the church. 
Second, seeking out the stray, the lost, the lukewarm, the lapsed, and helping them back to their spiritual home. Is there someone close to me like this, someone whom I can give new hope and heart to? Well, begin by praying for them. And the third, it's for us, Christ's faithful, that we will go from being faithful, good, practising Catholics, to becoming saints, to becoming completely fervent. What I'm asking us all to do then is now to commit to being in church twice a day if we can, once for Mass, either at 6.30 or 9am. There'll be a short instruction at the end of those um, Masses for those who can remain. And then the evening service or the liturgy, which has a specific theme relating to the mysteries of our faith. Above all, I'm asking you to redouble your prayers for these intentions now by praying daily the mission prayer and asking our Blessed Mother Mary, our patroness, to bring us through those days closer to her son Jesus. Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbour, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life through Christ our Lord. Amen.